Hello. Enjoy to you. This is Father Brian Michael Rice from the Wave Consciousness Radio Network welcoming you to sacred space of expanding consciousness, of self-discovery, transformation, new possibilities, divine potential to share with you the good news that God dwells in you. Are you seeking a deeper interpersonal relationship with God? Are you called to living the original teachings of the Christ and embodying these teachings in your daily life? Then join us on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network, programming that offers all-inclusive and trans-denominational perspectives on deepening your individual and our collective divine consciousness in transforming our world into oneness. The focus of our radio programs is to inspire and offer assistance as you expand your inner awareness of divine presence. Learn deeper ways of spiritual mastery through dialogue, study groups, contemplation, prayer, meditation, and spiritual practices. Join the conversation with progressive spiritual luminaries of our times, members of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, the Apostolic Communion, the Progressive Christian Alliance, the Order of the Brahma Christos, a Christhood Sanatan Dharma Swami Order, Interfaith and New Thought Movements, and all others who seek to bring oneness, consciousness, and peace to our world. The Way of Consciousness Radio Network is produced by the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, our executive producer, is Father Brian Michael Bryce. Co-hosts are Bishop Lee Allen Peterson, Father Brian Michael Rice, and Reverend Dr. Linda Marie Nelson. You can find us on the World Wide Web at OFJcommunity.org. Our Facebook page is listed as Apostolic Communion. Now here is the driving force behind the way of consciousness Reverend Dr. Linda Marie Nelson. Well, I, I think we'd like to tell folks that uh, we'd like to meet people wherever they are in their awareness of their inner divinity and assist them in various ways by offering classes and study groups and discussion groups via Skype, by doing one-on-one -on -one mentoring. And if people are interested in a path that might lead to ordained ministry, uh, through St. Francis College, through the Order of Friends of Yeshua and the Apostolic Communion, we can offer uh, that program track for those interested and who might feel the inner call to ministry. So I'm very excited to be a part of this and putting this word out into the world. Um, I think about the history of the church. Our first show uh, will deal with some of the history of the early beginnings of the church and the diverse um, perspectives that led to lots of divisions uh, within the Roman Church and how we have evolved to this place in time where we're seeking more to have an individual relationship with God and walk that path as God calls us from within our inner being. And now I'd like to introduce my co-host, 
Father Brian Michael Rice and Bishop Lee Allen Peterson. Welcome. Thank you, Gunnar Marie. And I, I got to say that this is one of the most exciting days for me in a long time. Welcome, and you're in store for something big. You're in store for something vast. Because what I've encountered in coming to know both Linda Marie and Bishop Lee is that they have the Spirit flowing with them. And I'm pleased to be a part of this fusion and this integration and the merger. And I'm pleased to be a part of the launch. And now I'll defer to uh, the presiding bishop, Bishop Lee. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's wonderful to be here. It's absolutely fantastic that we're able to start this new network and dedicate it to the expansion of consciousness of all creation, actually. Consciousness is part of all creation. All creation springs forth from it. Therefore, this affects all creation. And it's wonderful to have you guys both uh, working so hard. I'm just the voice. These guys are the ones who are actually doing all the work. Praise God, because we actually have a radio network. <laughs> uh, Brian, any closing thoughts from your perspective? Well, I think we have, we're clearly, as Christ said, the Christ, expression of the Father principle. I think that we, like St. Francis said, we are going to be channels of peace for people. And we hope to inspire you to be channels of peace in the world, everyone who's listening at any time. And this network is going to be not only a vehicle, but it's going to be uh, a, a, the mustard seed. And it's going to grow big, and, and, it's, and, and we expect good things and great things. But we need you to be a part of that through your faithful listenership, through your support, through your calling in and, and learning and engaging in a dialogue, and through taking part in all the things Reverend, Reverend Dr. Linda Marie just talked about. And, you know, we hope that you will walk the path with us because what we're going to be learning about in some of the first couple shows is what Christianity was really called in the beginning was the way. We'll talk about the way to to, to higher consciousness, to, to higher awareness, and to a greater realization of yourself as the Christ or the Buddha self or uh, whatever you call the, the divine God self within you. Thank you for your openness and your willingness to listen to this today. And uh, please continue to come back to the site and constantly look for updates because we're going to keep you updated. We promise you that we will not let you down. We will lift you up. Thank you, Father Brian, and I'd also like to mention you can find us easily on Blog Talk Radio by going to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash way of consciousness. God bless. You are listening to the Way of Consciousness Radio Network programming to help you explore and rediscover and remember your inner divinity. This is the Way of Consciousness. Good evening and welcome to the Way of Consciousness. This is Reverend Dr. Linda Marie Nelson coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. 
I hope you're having a good evening, and welcome to our show. Uh, on the line with me is Bishop Lee Allen Peterson from Texas. Welcome and good evening, Lee Peterson. Hi, Linda Marie. It's great to be on the show. It's I great think we to have be a very interesting. Yeah, I think we have a real interesting show for everybody tonight. Well, good. I thought we might begin by um, just giving our listeners a little bit of background about us, Lee. Do you mind me beginning with you? No, not at all. Okay, thank you. You know, I've known you for many, many years, and I know that your spiritual journey began actually when you were, you know, very, very young, and um, uh, your professional life led you through um, uh, politics and business, and then you finally answered that call. Apparently, that has been uh, was calling to you for many years. I know you began with uh, by uh, entering the Franciscan monastery in the eighties. Can you give us a little background about your journey? Sure. In uh, in 1989, I was questioning, you know, what path I should take and what church might be right. <clears throat> and so I was praying, and I had an old friend, uh, Francis Thorn Coley, who was an old Catholic bishop. And so I talked to him, and he invited me to uh, come out and see their church. And so I did. <clears throat> and at that time, I realized that, uh, you know, it's what I've been looking for. I studied the Bible enough to realize that the church I believed looked like the Catholic Church. But the Roman Catholic Church was not for me. I couldn't believe in the dogma of the infallibility of the Pope and some things like that. But the liberal Catholic Church spoke to me. And the liberal Catholic Church was based on theosophy, uh, which I don't know if many of the, everybody knows what theosophy is, but it's, it was started by Helen Blavatsky and carried on by Annie Besant. And... Uh, Peter Wedgwood started the Liberal Catholic Church with Charles Ledbetter, and I joined that community, which was a Franciscan community. Francis had been a Capuchin Franciscan monk, and so we started a Franciscan Liberal Catholic community, and uh, that's where it all started. <laughs> now, I, I know you had studied also in a seminary and uh, where you did a lot of uh, biblical studies and 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 different study different religious philosophies. Well, that's right. Um, that was that was all part of that Franciscan upbringing that I had um, because we were a liberal Catholic church. We studied the theology of the liberal Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, the Greek Orthodox Church, the Russian Orthodox Church, and uh, and very many other religions because we of our theosophical nature. We studied Buddhism, we studied Hinduism, which I feel very close to. I feel very close to Hinduism. So you've studied, you know, the Veda and the Buddha Sutras as well in your Eastern studies. Right. Then I, I went to MIU, Maharishi International University, also, and studied, have a certificate in Vedic science study there. Very interesting. So, so this way of consciousness, Lee, what what can you say about consciousness? Uh, you know, you have such a vast and uh, interesting study of philosophies and religion, <clears throat> and can, what can you tell me about your experience with consciousness, and how would you 
define divine consciousness or Christ consciousness? Well, you know, I was thinking about that today. And just how do you put it in in the basic terms? What is consciousness? And consciousness is is what underlies all of creation. It is, and in the human being, it is a state of being. It is a, I, I know sometimes these terms are really vague and lead to a lot of different interpretation. But for me, and I'll have to talk about thought. There's a big difference between thought and consciousness. Consciousness is uh, the basis of which thoughts come from. So your state of consciousness is is really your viewpoint. The point, it is your, sort of your belief system affects your state of consciousness. Uh, But it's behind all of that. Pure consciousness is a state of of pure silence. And, And it is the fundamental state from which everything springs forth. So... But in terms of us being human beings, it's the viewpoint from which we look at everything. It's your mindset. It's where your mind, you know, the old saying, well, where are you at? (laughs) The state of consciousness is, is where you are at. So you can have, you know, thoughts that tend to support your survival. And that would be a base of, state of consciousness or you can have thoughts that are more magnanimous and include the entire worldview and that would be considered in uh i I don't like using states uh, words like higher and lower consciousness but that would be what would be considered higher consciousness and god consciousness or christ consciousness would then be looking at everything from the viewpoint that christ or god would look at everything. Uh, In the Bible, it tells us to uh, let this mind that was in Christ be also in you. That's sort of what it's talking about. That is the consciousness, the mind of Christ or the mind of God, seeing things through that mind and and with that mind. That's what it means to me. Okay, well, and... What has always been curious to me, though, is, you know, a lot of the way that we have our thoughts are a result of the conditioning we've had from the external world. So I'm thinking about the divine consciousness or the Christ consciousness, and as I understand it, you use the terminology Christ consciousness as a generic term, meaning enlightened consciousness, whether it's Buddhist in nature or Hindu in nature or whatever. Am, am I understanding that correctly? That's right. That's right. What, the consciousness transcends. You know, your belief system is is going to affect your state of consciousness. That's true. Uh, so if you are... But, it, but it, you know, it, it will affect your belief, and your conscience also will affect your belief structure, you say. Right. So if, excuse me, but to the extent that the outside world 
determines your belief structure instead of going within and finding out what you truly believe from your heart-mind uh, connection. That's where consciousness operates. It's, an, it's a totally interior uh, perspective upon which you will then look from that state out into and see external things. Okay, so um, in a manner of speaking then, divine or infinite intelligence or divine consciousness is who is the creator, correct? That we call God or the Christ consciousness. Is, is, is the creator and is also creation. Creation, right, exactly. So by going within then, by using the, what methods, um, meditation, are we talking about certain practices? Um, I know there, that you have a – go ahead. There, there, are, there are, you know, numerous practices out there uh, that one can try. Uh, I prefer uh, conscious, conscious mental rest. Uh, which we practice, you know, in OFJ, uh, right. which is, uh, is simply allowing thoughts to come by and just not paying attention to them, but viewing them and realizing that we are the witness that is what we are is the awareness that is observing the thoughts as they go by. And then as you do this, then you enter into a state of silence because thoughts that aren't paid attention to dissipate. <laughs> right. Right, and as you enter so, into the state of silence, then right, and it's not, even when you have thoughts, even when you have thoughts, it's it's your identification with the thoughts that give the thought power. You're going to have thoughts running through your mind. This idea that you have to make your mind blank in order to meditate—that's <clears throat> not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think so that's where a lot do, of people. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people sort of give up on meditation or don't hang in there with it because we cannot stop our thoughts, really. Um, no, it's it's impossible to stop thoughts. And in meditation, you don't have to stop thoughts. What you realize, though, uh, is that you are the silence in which the thought takes place. <laughs> okay. So there, is a si <laughs> so there can even be silence while you're having thoughts. Thoughts do not necessarily make a cluttered mind. It's when you identify with the thought that and and you you claim the thought is is you right. You have to realize we realize that we are not our thoughts. We are not our emotions. We are the awareness that is having the thought. We are the awareness that is experiencing the emotion, and and that's who we truly are. The thoughts don't matter. The emotions they don't matter. Sure, you were going to have emotions, and there's nothing wrong with having emotions, but it's when those emotions control you rather than you controlling the emotion. That's when we run into problems. And if we think we're the emotions, if we think we are our thoughts, then, then we are identified with, uh, with something that we are not. We are not our thoughts. We are the silence. And we are the witness and the observer of our thoughts. And we realize that through the practice of being the witness, of being the inner peace, of being the silence. And that's what you have to be. You have to be the silence in which thoughts exist. And it takes some practice. It does. 
It uh, certainly does. But but with a little practice, it uh, it's easy to see. I go through a process sometimes. <laughs> excuse me, which is a Buddhist Buddhist process uh, with you know argue argue your big toe. You know, you put your awareness on your big toe. You go, well, no, I'm not my big toe, and you go through that through various parts of the body. Then you look into your mind. And you go, well, am I the thought? And you go, you know, I'm not that thought. I am that which is thinking that thought. <laughs> right. I've heard it. Put, and that you is know, what we are. I've heard it expressed as being the observer and the observed. Right. Right. The observer and the observed. God is both the gift and the giver of the gift, and right. we are the receiver of the gift. And and that's called oneness. <laughs> that's where we have the oneness. That God is subjective and objective. God is all in all. And we are a part of that. We live and move and have our being in God. So how can we not be a part of that in which we live and move and have our being? So, and, and that's actually, you know, where we're coming from in consciousness. We are all in God consciousness already because we have that within us. It is just learning how to bring that into outer manifestation in our lives, and that's what we're going to be talking about throughout the uh, segments of this show. Excellent. Well, thank you for that explanation. And uh, the other thing that I, I uh, find, I think we're at a big crossroad now with regard to the shifting in awareness and consciousness because we're beginning to realize that there's such diverse diversity in the creative mind of God that creates all in oneness. All things. All things. All things. And that we have to learn. I think one of the things I'd like to see us discuss on this show also is how do we take that out into the world as we express it in what appears to be different ways? Well, I, I, I think... This show is one way we take it out into the world. I think individually we take it out into the world just by living our lives from that viewpoint. You see, if we can live our lives from a viewpoint of Christ or the viewpoint of God and we see everything as God does, then our thoughts, which we know become reality, uh, manifest a, a completely different reality. That's what the shift is. The shift is us realizing that we create the reality with our thoughts and we start thinking with the mind of God <laughs> instead of with the human egoic mind. Right. Well, it seems to me in the in the changes in the churches and um you know, lots of divisions over the years and separations, and it seems like we're coming to a, a, an emerging consciousness, a shift in, insofar as that people are beginning to reach out to one another in that state of oneness. I know that churches are beginning to reach out to one another and celebrate that diversity rather than exclude it. You're exactly right, Linda Marie. I, I think we're living in a very exciting time when people are beginning to realize that we have more in common with each other than we have in differences. 
and I think even in religion, and religion is going to be the hardest sell on this, religion and politics <laughs> is going to be the hardest sell because there are so many fundamental structured beliefs that people have believed about their various religions for thousands upon, you know, some religions thousands upon thousands of years, some a few hundred years, but regardless, it's the fervency of that belief that they have and right. that's what we have to break through. We have to break through these hard shells that people have put up. But now we see that with people working together and people finding a common cause, so you can have Buddhists and Christians and Muslims all working, you know, natural disasters <laughs> while they're terrible, also provide an excellent uh, demonstration of how people who have been on opposing sides for centuries can come together in a common purpose. Maybe that's one of the reasons we have natural disasters. You know, I've often wondered about that, Lee. (laughs) You know, that compassion comes, human compassion um, emerges, and it, it trumps everything else. I mean, we were able to put aside our doctrinal dogmatic thinking and reach out in, in humanity to one another, and hopefully the consciousness is shifting. I know I talk to an awful lot of people in the world, as, as I know that you do, through various means, and I know there's a real emerging change happening, and I'm just celebrating it and so excited about um, what is happening out in the world. You know, I a friend of mine sent me a video about the female um, who put on YouTube a video which I'm not exactly sure the absolute truth of this and and how it emerged, but the woman put this video on YouTube and encouraged a lot of people to, to peacefully demonstrate for the human rights in Egypt. And, um, it was, it was a very powerful video. She was very impassioned and full of courage, and apparently her and a group of other females were able to get the men to support them in that effort. And um, and then when you see things in Egypt, like last week when the Christians, Egyptian Christians, were supporting their Islamic fellow Egyptian citizens during their time of prayer, in the midst of all the changing that was happening at that moment. This, to me, is the biggest demonstration of a shift in consciousness, saying, no, I I want to be true to the humanity, to the oneness of all creation, which includes every individual person, regardless of what their uh, worldly um, choices for, you know, sort of, you know, demonstrating their inner beliefs. You know, that's right, and and that sort of proves the point that we choose our thoughts. We choose our beliefs. Right. You know, we so if we have if we have the ability to choose in the first place, we have the ability to choose again. We have ability we have the ability to change our minds and to choose again. And I think that's what happens uh in, in situations like this. I saw that video and and I, I, I responded to that. I said, you know, may we all find the courage that you have found to stand up 
and to say, you know, we are one people. And we aren't. We are all children of God. We are all in this creation together. And that's where oneness comes in. And you can have different beliefs. And you can say, okay, you know, you can. Be, if, if there is a person burning in the streets, which, which was the, the first of the, you know, right. uh, the first demonstration was people setting themselves on fire, and then she got on in response to that and said, hey, we don't have to set ourselves on fire. We just need to go down there and peacefully protest and stand up, you know, for our human rights because they are they're human rights. Exactly. And. and uh, and that's what we need to do. We should do this in every country, you know. Uh, and that also shows shows me that we as individuals, we as people, are not that far apart. Regardless of what we say our religion is, we're not that far apart in our thinking. <laughs> we can all pretty much recognize injustice, and it bothers us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're all, yeah which shows that we are all people of conscience. And the fact that, you know, now with the Internet, we can start seeing that, you know, we are we all pretty much are offended by the same things, and we all pretty much gravitate toward the same things and what we want. All people want to be free. And, and so she had the courage to go forward and people joined her in that and they were relatively they were successful uh in accomplishing uh, some of their purposes i don't know ultimately how successful they're going to be uh but they were successful in toppling uh <clears throat> mubarak and and uh and and also i was very encouraged there were some other videos uh where they were talking about muslim clerics and they were talking about women entering into the uh, uh, Muslim seminaries, and uh, which had never, wow. which has never happened before. And I was saying, you know, that's the same discussion that we're having in Christianity Absolutely. as to the, the the status of women in our churches. And what I love to quote on that is Christ who. <laughs> It says there is no east or west in Christ there is no male or female uh so if we if we take that viewpoint, you know there again we see Christ expressing the oneness of all things of all people. We're not separated by our gender in terms of consciousness, and that's where we have to start that's what we have to start looking at. who are we in terms of consciousness? From a Christian perspective, you would say, who are we in terms of Christ? And and so, so I, and perhaps in Islam, it's who who are we in I don't think it's who are we in terms of Muhammad. I think it is who are we in terms of Allah. Right. And Allah <laughs> is simply their word for God. So we're all saying the same thing. Who are we in terms of God? Who are we in terms of God? You know, and it's I really interesting. We'll I think it's yeah, really interesting. We, yeah, exactly. And you know, and we've all done the same thing throughout history. I mean, throughout history, people have, when they have had an awareness of a, a creator, something greater than themselves, they begin to form a structure, and based on their mystical experiences, decide 
okay, this must be the way to do this. And so we're going to set up a dogma and a structure and follow that because this is the way to commune with God. And right. what I think we're and finding... See, we, we, we make the mistake of realizing, of, of not realizing that we are all unique and different. As much as we are uh, all the same, we're also unique and different. Not that we're separate, but my way of communing with God may not be your way of communing with God. But some people found a way, and they said, well, this is the way. Exactly. Well, it's not the We run into trouble when we say, this is the only way you can do this. Because it's not. An infinite God has an infinite number of ways of which he can be approached, or she can be approached, or it can be approached. And what we're ultimately going to realize is we don't have the language to express that. So I, I look to a time when even our language is going to have to change, you see, because we don't have the language. Our language is based on separation, not based on oneness. Exactly. And so we're going to have to have words. And and what what happens is that it, it appears that the human mind, while it can experience uh, the divine in terms of meditation and in terms of connecting in prayer, uh, what happens is that since ultimately it leads to silence, you see, we don't have, we don't have words to express that vastness, that silence that we enter into when we become simply aware of being awareness. You see, we we don't, and that that's what it that's what it is. You see, and we don't have words for that, so. We, we try to use our limited language to express that, and and what it is is that we cannot really comprehend in language, in language, in the the uh, the infinity of God, exactly, you see, or the infinity of anything. So we try well, to bring it down into terms where we can understand, and when we do that we run into the danger of creating the dogma about it. And that dogmas are always limiting and they're always they're always a, a stoppage of growth. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think that's been the challenge with every expression of religion and every belief system that we have that has evolved from the human experience from the beginning of time. We we get this idea, we forget the infinite possibility of the creator. It's unlimited. And we need to have more unlimited wisdom and more that's unlimited right. knowledge. A- and language, you know, as soon as you tried, well, that's why it was, you know, uh, unheard of to even have a name for God, because there is no name that can cap- capture the absolute limitlessness of of the creative consciousness of god you know so and we being every you know possible expression coming from that you know infinite possibility and as soon as you're right as soon as we have language or we set up a ritual or a not that they're not beautiful but when we limit them and to the point of exclusion because we think we found the the path I think what's happening, what I'm hoping I'm seeing out there is people beginning to realize, oh, wait a minute. 
you know, maybe there isn't just one way to look at God because in my belief system, any time you condemn anything or anyone that comes and is created, knowing that it comes from the creation of, of God, the infinite possibility, then you're you're condemning God in, on some level because you're condemning his its creation, of which you are one as well. That that's right, Linda Marie, and and I'm not saying that the people who who created, you know, who started and who perpetuated, because I, I'm a bishop as are you, uh, and, and to that extent, we we are uh, perpetuating, you know, a belief system that we know is outdated and outmoded. However, it. it <clears throat> What I feel is that there is a part of us that needs that, but we need to we need to amend it on the other end. See, I view God both as being impersonal and personal, because quite frankly, for me, there are times when I need a personal God in my life. To, you know, uh, sure. and to view God as and to view God as a nebulous force that is not really interested in us uh, is is not the truth. I believe that God, there is a supreme being, if you will, that while this being encompasses all things, it has a will, you know? It has a plan. And it is not the right word for expressing it, and he is not the right word for expressing it, and she is not the right word for expressing it. We don't have the right word to to express what God is to each of us. And and uh, and also we need faith. If you go looking inside of yourself for God, you'll be searching forever. You have to have the faith that God indwells you, and God is you know inside you and all around you. That's a statement of faith. Uh, and so we do need to have something to have faith in. And I don't know if there's going to be a time when when we go beyond all of this into a certain state of knowing, uh, but I know that I am not there yet. I still need my faith. Uh, well, and and I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I think that's the the, the well-intentioned church collective term. Um, that's where we fall short by not empowering people to have that personal experience of God or relationship with God, which takes faith. And once we have that faith, I agree with you, there is an ability then to allow that that um, divine nature to live us, to live through us, to guide us. And I know it's real because I, I feel it happens in my own life insofar as I am able to be the observer of the outside world and, so to speak, be in the world but not of it because I'm having the faith, as you say, to know that the indwelling creative force consciousness within me, you know, I depend upon that in my life. And I think the the, the clerical terms for the group that we belong to, although they sound like church, I think we're trying to shift the way the church serves uh, the community by inviting each person to express 
that diversity of understanding and relationship. I think it begins with relationship. Lee, for so long, the church set itself up, and, you know, as well-intentioned as it might have been, as the quote-unquote authority in thinking they understood the message specifically and literally and set up this whole paradigm and this whole structure, never allowing for everyone to have that opportunity within that group. And I'm hoping that that's what is beginning to change in our world. And if we want to see that to change in our world, well, we have to be that change, don't we? We we absolutely do. And that's why I enjoy being a bishop, so I can embrace that change with the same authority that those who created the change had. You see, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and so it, it's it's good for us to be bishops and to be able to say, look, my relationship with God is my relationship with God. What I must encourage you to do is develop not my relationship with God, but your very own relationship with God. Exactly. And And... And that's, you know, I think Christ's whole teaching on the narrow path, the reason the path is narrow is that you're the only one with God who's able to walk it. It's not that there's a set of rigid rules and regulations that if you step to the left, you break one, if you step to the right. That is not what God intended. What God intended was to have an intensely intimate and personal relationship with each and every uh, aspect of his or her or its creation and that's what we represent and so God is intimately concerned about us because we are manifestations uh, outpourings outbirthings, offspring however you want to say it we are the expressions of God in this world you see, we are God expressed, and our job is to express God fully. And the only way we can do that is to start realizing that these egoistic and and fear-based thoughts that we have are not who we are. We are not to be afraid. We are to be free. That's what God intended. I'm convinced that God intended everyone to be free to seek him or her or it as one as it seeks us because i do believe god seeks us as much as we seek him and and i i think we find ourselves in god in that seeking uh and in that finding once we realize that we are not our thoughts that we are awareness pure consciousness and that is exactly what God is. There's no, di- there's no difference. Now, I'm not saying that we're the Almighty, but I am saying that we are a part of God, and God is a part of us. You know, it, when you were speaking, it made me think of the the woman on that video on YouTube, who uh, sort of helped to get the whole thing started in Egypt. She had obviously a relationship with God. I think her courage came from her knowing and her belief and her faith that everyone deserves basic human rights. She cannot imagine a God that wouldn't want everyone, not just her, people of her own faith, but all human beings. And she says that very clearly in her tape. All human beings deserve 
these basic fundamental human rights. And to me, the consciousness of God rose up to meet her. She stepped out in faith, I believe, and judging by what, by what we're seeing, the consciousness of that, the infinite consciousness, God, Allah, Buddha, whatever name, like you said before, language can never capture it. Um, you know, it's like the Irish expression, the road rose up to meet her. And look That's what right. happened from faith and the knowing. I mean, I'm convinced this Islamic woman has a deep faith in God and obviously an internal relationship and was convinced that what was happening in her outer reality was not the way the Creator would want it, not only for herself but for all people. And so to me, I, I like to look at it as her, that consciousness brought about the beginnings of the changes. I mean, Mubarak has stepped down now. I don't know what lies yeah, ahead for these people. Hopefully they they can they can manifest the the outcome that, that you know that they're hoping for, which is freedom for all their people. Exactly. Uh, you know, but we're still hoping for that in our country. <laughs> well, you know, and that's what's and that's what the that's what the interesting thing is. You know, it's not just religious systems and political systems. In my mind, they're the same thing. You know, I know that we need some semblance of order in organization, but you know, when the people don't feel fairly represented, when the majority of the hearts and the minds of the people are not being represented, whether it's a political system or a religious system, therein lies the challenge. And I think many people are leaving organized faith. I mean, they're they're leaving churches are worried about paying their bills right now because, you know, their people are not attending like they were. Because they're not well, getting fed. And they're not being that's right. and they're not being given a, a way of knowing how to find God within them. I think the church could do such a great work by helping people to develop that relationship instead of setting themselves up as the authority that's and not right. allowing... You know, well, that's that's where the fear, that's where their fear comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Because they... Is the Pope holier than I am? You know what I mean? Is the Pope holier than you are? No. We're all human beings. There's, you know, Christ said there's no one good. <laughs> Why do you call me good? There's no one good. The only one good is my Father. You know? And that's that's sort of the same thing. One is holy, one is Lord. And I think I think that's what we have to end up embracing. And that's called humility. We need the church to take a dose of humility and to realize that, you know, the answer lies within each individual. It doesn't lie in a corporate structure. It lies within each individual. And the corporate structure must uh, foster the individual in seeking and developing that relationship within themselves. Now, I love the Catholic sacraments. Uh, In turn, if you look at them as tools, if you look at them as power symbols, and, oh, you can't receive communion because you haven't done this or that this week. Uh, 
No, that's not, excuse me, that's not what it's about. The sacraments are tools, were intended by Christ to be tools for spiritual growth. The Eucharist, for example, we take Christ into us. Now, in the Eucharist, when we take Christ into us, what, what is that? Where is that telling us to look for Christ? It's to look for Christ within, and through the faith that we have in that Eucharist, when we uh, when we receive the Eucharist within ourselves, and we receive Christ in ourselves, what are we what are we saying? We are having a knowingness that Christ is living within us. Hello, that's a tool for spiritual growth and development, but it's not exclusively reserved to the time that you're taking communion. The, 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 the Eucharist is a tool to get us to realize that Christ indwells us, just as Christ said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And, and so that's what I see. They're not magic uh, rituals. They're, they're, they're ritualistic tools to help us to come to an understanding of what it is the, rit the ritual represents. Baptism, for instance, immersion into Christ. Let the mind of Christ be in you. Renew your mind daily. Uh, that's what it's all about, immersion into the divine. And that's where we have to see ourselves, being immersed into the divine. And is and, this... Uh, is this Excuse also me? the same is this also the same from your experience with the the Vedic and the Buddhist sutras is this is this uh, some Absolutely. part of their faith as well Absolutely uh both the Buddhist and the Hindus practice what they call prasad <laughs> which is the same thing uh you know, in terms, that is their communion service. They have baptism just as we have baptism. As a matter of fact, I went to a Buddhist empowerment, and I thought I was at a Catholic Mass, <laughs> except for the fact that it was done in Sanskrit. They started out with confession of sin, then a proclamation of faith, then, you know, albeit it was, <clears throat> the prayers were different, but the rituals right. were the same. The tools were the same. The prayers might be different, you know, and that... That, depending on the individual, makes a big difference. But if you look at the old, it's just like monasticism. Whether it's Hindu monasticism, Christian monasticism, Buddhist monasticism, if you look at the if you look at an ashram schedule versus a Christian monastery schedule, you will see no difference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're doing the same thing, even at the same time. Um, yeah. I'd like to interrupt you here for just a moment, please, Lee. Um, I'd like to just remind people that you're listening to The Way of Consciousness. Uh, we'd love for you to call in. Press 1. I see that we have a caller or two, Lee. Uh, if Caller, if uh, you would like to um, ask a question or make a comment, um, please press 1 on your telephone, and that will indicate to me that you would like to join the discussion, and I'll be able to bring you on the discussion here with uh, Lee Allen Peterson. Uh, just a moment. Yes, area code 585. This is Linda Marie and Bishop Lee. Um, who am I speaking with, please? Hello, this is Ted Warner. How are you tonight? We're wonderful, Ted. Thank you so much for joining us. I just wanted to stop by and say congratulations on the show. I'm excited about it. Thank you, Ted. Well, thank you, Ted. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. 
And uh, great to hear your voices again. <laughs> same here. I hope there'll be a time when we can gather again. Yeah, that would be wonderful. How are your okay. um, how how's the work you're doing up there doing? How are you doing with your work and your um, your uh, online church? Uh, well, we just got done with the service tonight. Uh, we had, I think, four brand new members during the service, which was nice. Um, Wonderful. We've ran it about five weeks straight now, and then we've had a good turnout. People seem to be responding well. Um, it's been a nice fellowship for us. Um, Ted, would you would you tell our listeners how they could join that if they so choose? Okay. Um, it's uh, called the Sacred Space, an online chapel for worship, prayer, and fellowship. It's available right on Facebook. Um, you may have to search for it or have a friend. I did post it on the uh, Progressive Christian Alliance page. So if you go to the page, you can get a link to it from there. Wonderful. And uh, you'd have to request to be a member, and I can add you at that time. So uh, Wonderful, love Ted. To have Thank you. Anybody like to be there? You're welcome. Thank you so very much. Well, you're very welcome. You have a good uh, evening. Anything else well, you'd like to you. offer you or too. ask? Um, just want to, you know, congratulate you, like I say, on the show. Hope everything goes well for you. I will enjoy listening to it. And uh, thanks for having me here. <laughs> thanks so much, Ted. God bless you. God bless okay, you, Ted. Bless you Without too. pleasure. Thank you for your support. Okay. You're welcome. Have a good night. Bye-bye. You too. Um, we have another oh, caller on great. the line. Huh? I said, that was great. Isn't that great? It was awesome of him to come on. He just finished his online uh, service, and uh, I'm so glad to hear that that is going well. And um, check him out on Facebook. I was a part of it earlier today. Yeah, I was uh, too, just, for, just briefly before our show came on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's another caller uh, in the queue. Um if you choose area code 830, if you would like to participate or ask a question, uh, just press 1 on your phone. Otherwise, we would just love to thank you for being a part of our our discussion. Um, Lee, taking this to uh, uh, our discussion to another uh, in another direction, um, I'd like to uh, talk about what the some of the goals are for us in this radio show. We talked about um helping people to expand their inner awareness of of divine presence or Christ consciousness or however that feels comfortable for each person and to help them learn uh, perhaps deeper ways of spiritual mastery uh, through dialogue and contemplation and prayer and meditation practices and um we have a community kind of a modern day a contemporary mystical community, if you will. Uh, we meet on face on Skype on a monthly basis, and and uh, we have discussions. Uh, we uh, the way of mastery is part of our um, our groups. Uh, one of the tools we use for spiritual development, and we're we're getting ready to hold a discussion on the way of mastery, which is a three part uh, journey. Uh, into developing that inner consciousness 
and connecting with that inner divinity and then living that from the inside out. So anybody who would be interested in any of these things, we do have an email address. Uh, the one to use right now is divinityalliance at comcast.net, uh, D-I-V-I-N-I-T-Y, alliance at comcast.net. If you're interested in participating in any of these classes, book discussions, uh, there's a book that Lee and I uh, just both treasure by Walter Starkey called It's All God. Um, that's another group that we would like to begin on Skype uh, as a discussion. Um, all of these tools and techniques, um, Lee is great at um, teaching meditation, and we would like to uh, <clears throat> invite you to be a part of a group that we'll do also on Skype um, for learning um, meditation techniques. And so if you send... Go ahead, Lee. Meditation techniques are, are a very important part in your spiritual development. But what I want to say is that we are totally committed to authentic spiritual development. There are so many groups out there and so many gurus and, and uh, uh, religious leaders that say, you know, you come to me and I'll give you the spiritual enlightenment that you want. No one can give you spiritual enlightenment. You, you must realize for yourself that you already are that spiritual enlightenment. It's within you. Everything is within you. And that's what we want that's what we want to make sure we want to make sure that everybody comes to us comes away with an authentic spiritual growth. And the only way that we can do that is through techniques and through knowledge and through bringing out the knowledge that is already within you and bring it to the forefront into outer manifestation, into your outer consciousness. It's already there. The God who created the universe lives within you. You access that through uh, prayer, through meditation, through just asking questions, you will get the answers that you need. But it's authentic spiritual growth, and it comes from within you. I can't give it to you. Linda Marie can't give it to you. No guru can give it to you. It is a gift. It is by the grace of God, and it comes from within you. And that's what we're committed to. Now, we have a lot of classes that are going to help you uh, see uh, where to go, what to do, how to do it. Uh, detachment, one of the greatest teachings that Jesus had. Be, of the, uh, be in the world, but not of it. And, and that is a great, uh, teaching on detachment, how you are not your thoughts. How the, if you look for happiness in the outside world, you're not going to find it. Because you already are the happiness within you. And you just have to find that spot. You just have to find that place within you. And a lot of times it takes trials and tribulations, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. You can realize uh, these things, uh, and then when the trials and tribulations come to you, you can be the eye of the storm and, and coast right through them. 
Thank you for explaining that. That was uh, that was well put. And I also want to mention that our classes and discussion groups and book groups uh, are very, very reasonable and are held on Skype so that you can be at home. And um, Skype is a free service. It's uh, Just go to skypeskype.com, and you can download it to your computer. It's absolutely free, and it's absolutely free to speak to one another via Skype telephone, if you will, to anyone else who is in uh, on the Skype network. So um, if you are interested in any of these discussions or book studies, uh, which we will have via Skype, uh, please send your email uh, to divinityalliance at comcast.net. I noticed, Lee, that we have another caller in the queue, uh, caller from 830 area code. If you are interested in joining the discussion, perhaps asking a question or making a comment, if you would just press 1 on your phone, uh, we would be happy to speak with you. And we thank you for your support in joining us this evening. Lee, would you speak a little bit about the Order of the Friends of Yeshua community that we are a part of? Yes, the Order of the Friends of Yeshua is is a, we're technically called a religious order, but what we really are is a spiritual community, uh, are, if you would, a spiritual communion. Uh, and what we do monthly is, is study the way of mastery, uh, and now we're facilitating, each member of OFJ is facilitating a call uh, in their own specialized ministry, field of ministry. So everyone in OFJ right now is a minister actively uh, engaged in, in uh, ministry work in their own in their own field. Uh, we have some that are into yoga. We have some that are teachers of way of mastery. We have some that are um, in in uh, specific ministry like myself uh, and Linda Marie. Uh, so OFJ is it's very eclectic. It's very open. It's very uh, empowering, and that's that's what it's all about. We feel that we need to come together. We need to realize what are the true teachings of Christ, what were Yeshua's true teachings. And, and you know, his name is Yeshua or Yeshua, uh, and that's where we started. Uh, but, we, you know, our vows are, you know, we, we don't have really traditional vows. We don't uh, wear traditional monastic clothing, although we can. Uh, it's just a very free and open uh, community of people, like-minded people, experiencing what I would call metaphysical Christianity. And it's very, very inclusive. I want to make sure that we mention that. Um, very inclusive, and all people are welcome. We learn from one another. The Spirit of God, I believe, speaks through the hearts of each person, uh, and so we welcome the diversity and in every discussion, so and same with the show. I mean, that's the whole point of the show. The, the show provides a platform to ask the questions and to express um, the inner uh, uh, wonderings and considerations and ideas in a safe place, a place of non-judgment and all-inclusiveness. And that is one of the main goals of this of this radio show: is to provide that place. You know, sometimes people don't feel very comfortable in a certain denominational church. 
to ask a question that may seem, you know, beyond the bounds and, you know, outside of the dogma. And this, this the group that we represent is absolutely non-dogmatic and open to all um, all thinkers. That was the reason all, we found it. <laughs> that's the <laughs> whole reason we're here. cut across all dogma. And if you're a friend of Jesus, you can be a friend, you know, that's what we used to say, a friend of Yeshua, all you have to do is be a friend of Yeshua. And, you know, I, I want to say, you know, believing Yeshua and believing in Yeshua, uh, at times they're the same thing, at times they're not. And I come much closer to believing Yeshua uh, rather than believing Yeshua, you know, believing in Yeshua because I believe Yeshua. Exactly. So we must for believe. Me, for me, it's about embodying the message. It's about he showed the way, so to speak, of how to embody compassion, forgiveness, and love for all the creations of God. And so for me, it's about embodying that message and being that in the world by living from the inside out. I notice we have a couple of other callers on. Uh, callers, if any of you would like to uh, join the discussion, ask a question, or make a comment, please press 1 on your phone. Uh, we welcome you, and we thank you so much for supporting our effort here uh, in the weeks to come. We will be speaking to um, different folks from different groups, um, uh, of the emerging church, and when I say emerging church, I'm speaking about those of us, and there are many, many, many of us out there. You know, Lee, about six months ago, I had, or eight months ago, I had an email from a, a, a fellow who was getting married, and he found me on the internet, I think through my website, uh, which is um, <clears throat> divinityalliance.org. And um, he was getting married, and he was raised Roman Catholic, and his fiance was ro raised, I think, Church of Christ, but I'm not, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Anyway, we began this dialogue on the phone, and he was utterly amazed that there were actually people out there who could embrace all philosophies. And so um, he came to my, he and his fiance came to my home a month or two later, and and they asked me if I would perform their wedding, and, and of course I had the great, absolute joy of doing that, which it is an absolute joy. But what was most important to me was the conversations that we had prior to that when we were developing their ceremony. I mean, here they were, and they both looked at me and said, my God, there are people out there who are willing to um, be open enough to not care whether you're from a Church of Christ background or a Roman Catholic background, he said. And I said, many more than you think. And I said, I, I, I don't know how, I guess you had the, the desire and somehow you found me. I don't, I don't know. But I can tell you, I can assure you that there are many people out there. And what was interesting, Lee, is the kind of ceremony was sort of a traditional one, and uh, they were trying to honor both of their families who they love dearly. And it was absolutely one of the most beautiful ceremonies I've ever had the, the good fortune to be able to perform. And, you know, the, the diversity of people there, it was so heartwarming. I was, it was just so able to to speak to them. And the feedback was wonderful. I mean, these folks were really excited. You know, they they didn't seem to be close-minded and i think that's the great shift in consciousness that is happening 
happening. And I am so grateful. Um, and it's happening have, within the rank and file, more so than it's happening within correct. the religious leaders. Exactly correct. the way it was in Jesus' day. You know, it was the religious leaders that, that couldn't handle Jesus, but the masses loved him. <laughs> exactly. And that's, <laughs> that, and that's the, same, the same as we're finding today. How many times do we, we hear people say, well, you know, the reason I left this church is that I asked the pastor a question and he got mad at me. How can you dare have a Well, you, you know why that happens. That happens because the guy didn't have the answer. <laughs> well, and, and you know, there's great... I think there's great fear among the the, the the traditional church leadership, especially the fundamentalist one. You know, they, they're so afraid. I think fear is a paralyzing emotion, and well, I think people's exactly. And uh, and it's no different with the political systems. I mean, I don't see any difference. You know, we 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 use the fear to control people, and um, but it is changing. It is changing in our world. There are so many signs of it everywhere you look. I know here in Nashville uh, we have a new place in town called Wisdom House. It was started by uh, Rabbi Rami Shapiro and the folks at Scarrett Bennett Center, and it's a place devoted to interfaith dialogue. And I mean conversations, real conversations, not just you know, going to a meeting and listening to to different people on a dais, you know, tell us what they believe. But sitting down at table with a topic and having a real conversation about um, each person's perception, you know, with respect. And, and, and what you find is that you're all the same. We all desire right. the same thing. We just may all go about it a little differently. And, and that's okay. And it's and I I think it's beautiful. I think that's why we have different roses and different flowers. I mean, it's beautiful. But they're God's all still flowers. So there's such great beauty. I think God is revealed in our diversity. Every aspect of God, if we could put everyone together, you would. I think that's how you would see God. You know, quite literally. I think, you know, and that's exactly what they say. When you when you get to the point where you can see Christ or God in the face of all people, then, exactly. <laughs> then you know so what God is. <laughs> exactly. So our goal here on this show in the weeks and months to come is to bring some of the people who are working, bringing this interfaith dialogue, this inclusive um, spirit back into the consciousness of people, making it okay to be whoever you are, be accepted, not because you believe this or that, but because you're a person created by God and you have value and the love of God is within you, period. That's right. And so on that basis alone, we, we are open. And I think there's a great movement. I, I have spoken with some... Um, Roger McClellan, one of the founders of the Progressive Christian Alliance. Um, I would ask our listeners to check that group out. It's a wonderful movement. It's growing all the time of many denominational churches and non-denominational people who are coming together in the spirit that we are speaking of and uh, having conversations and and uh, having joint uh conferences and joint celebrations, you know, celebrations and, and uh, 
and services together, honoring all traditions. And it's a wonderful thing. It's a great time to be alive, Lee, I believe. I believe so. And, you know, we don't have to. We can fully celebrate and embrace our own tradition while not putting down another person's tradition. Amen. And and that's, that's one of the things we want to show on this show. And and maybe we'll find out that we truly all are children of God and children of the light. And we are all the perfect thought of love in form. That was beautiful, Lee. And on that, on that note, I think we're draw, our show is uh, drawing to a close. Um, on behalf of, of Bishop Lee Allen Peterson and myself, Linda Marie Nelson, I want to thank you for listening in and calling in. Um, we ask in closing that you just consider keeping your heart open, going within, ha- having some moments to be still, and know that the love of God is within you and have that faith that the divine consciousness um, is ever-present within all people. And um, and then we will realize and be able to see the spirit of God within the faces of all people. So, Lee, Amen. I wish you a wonderful evening. Uh, we're Thank on you, each... Marie. This was great. Thank you so much uh, for for being so willing to do this. I think this is a message. We, you know, we we've been talking about this for a while, but I think this is a a presence that we need to have out there to let people know that there are many, many people like this out there in the world who they can have a conversation with and feel feel appreciated and valued. They can look at our Uh, website, too, OFJcommunity.org. Yes, OFJ Which Community. Which was recreated for us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. OFJ, OFJcommunity.org. If you're interesting, interested in get, becoming part of this spiritual community, uh, check us out and send us an email. And if you'd like to join any of our conversations on Skype or book study groups, you can send an email to divinityalliance at comcast.net. We thank you, and God bless you. God bless everyone. Thanks to everybody for listening, and check us out next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on The Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This is a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua and the Apostolic Communion. You can find us on the World Wide Web, ofjcommunity.org, ofj-online-network.info, apostolic-communion-online-network.info, and also on our YouTube Apostolic TV channel, www.youtube.com slash user slash Apostolic Communion with a capital A and a capital C, with the other letters being lowercase. Thank you again. This is executive producer of the Way of Consciousness Radio Network, Father Brian Michael Rice. Thanking you.